Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining my second episode of our new podcast, bringing encouraging words of hope and faith. Today, I want to read from the book of Samuel, and I want to entitle today's uh, message. Um. As you wait in the process, do not take the easy way out. As you wait in the process, do not take the easy way out. So I was reading in the book of Samuel chapter 1. Actually, yes, Samuel 1 chapter 7. And um, and it talks about how... Um, Samuel was already getting older, so he appointed his sons to be judges over Israel. But as we know that Israel had been rejecting um, the Lord since they came out of Egypt by complaining and and, and worshiping other gods. And um, so the people of Israel went up to him, you know, and said, hey, you know, appoint a king to judge over us. And... Um, you know, Samuel didn't want to hear uh, that from them. He didn't want to accept that. So, of course, Samuel, being the man of God that he is, he came and he counseled with the Lord and asked the Lord for uh, for guidance into this, you know, uh, what the Israel Israelites wanted. And so the Lord told them, just give them what they want, you know, but warn them this is what's going to happen. So pretty much, you know, Samuel passed the, the, the word of the Lord to them. And this is the warning. This is how the king will reign over you. And this is in Samuel, First uh, Samuel chapter 8, starting in verse 10. This is how a king will reign over you, Samuel said. The king will draft your sons and assign them to his chariots and charioteers, making them run before his chariots. Verse 12, some will be generals and captains in his army. Some will be forced to plow in his fields and harvest his crops. And some will make his weapons and chariot equipment. Verse 13, the king will take your daughters from you and force them to cook and bake and make perfumes for him. Verse 14, he will take away the best of your fields and vineyards and olive groves and give them to his own officials verse 15 he will take a tenth and of your grain and your grape harvest and distribute among his officers and attendants he will take your male and female slaves and demand the finest of your cattle and the donkeys for his own use verse 17 he will demand the tenth of your flocks and you will be his slaves Verse 18, when that day comes, you will beg for relief from this king you are demanding, but then the Lord will not help you. And guess what? After all this warning that Samuel gave them from the Lord, they still refused to listen to the man of God, Samuel. And so he brought them a king. So they said, we want to be like the nations around us. Our king will judge us and lead us into battle. So 
really they preferred the easy way out they wanted somebody else to judge them they didn't want to take responsibility for what they were doing they didn't want to give up worshiping other gods they didn't want to you know worship the living god that brought them out of egypt not only did he bring them out of egypt but during their stand of 40 years in the desert god provided manna for them on a daily basis their shoes and their clothes did not waste so and they still were complaining so i say this uh brought this verse um these verses to you for a reason it's because sometimes when we're going through the process we want god to be like a microwave for things to be done within minutes or seconds god doesn't operate like that we do not operate um in our own timetable things are done in god's timetable when god is ready to release a blessing when god is ready, getting ready to do something over our lives he does it at his own time and his own pace what we need to do while we are in the process is not to give up and try to take the easy way out because we all know that the easy way out never leads to anything good when we step out of god's obedience when we step out of god's will and we tend to do things our own way things never turn out thank goodness for god's grace and mercy that he works with our mess and he'll and he'll work with whatever it is that that we have done as long as there is repentance and we turn our hearts back to the lord he will work with our mistakes he will work with our mess because his grace is sufficient for us you know as far as the east is from the west he does not remember our sins he has cast them into the deep of you know of forgetfulness so we need to learn how to stay in the process and wait on god to guide us and lead us and take us out of that situation that we are in the same thing if you are praying for something believing god for something for a miracle for restoration for healing um, from being addicted from something that you are addicted to right now whether it be alcohol drugs um uh, pornography you know whatever your addiction is or whatever the situation is we have to learn how to wait on god and not take the easy way out so many times you know God sends us like we're praying and you know we're praying you know Lord speak to me you know send the labor my way and being words of encouragement and then all of a sudden you get a call from a sister or a, or a brother if you're a, a, a brother you know and and this person drops a nugget of knowledge and wisdom over you about the very thing that you were praying to God about and now you know that this person couldn't have known what you are going through because first of all you probably haven't spoken to this brother or sister in christ in a long time and there's no way that they could have known what you're going through but god used them to speak over you to speak peace over you to speak hope over you to speak wisdom over you to pray over you you know god is god tells us in his word to wait on him and not to not to worry about anything but to pray about everything and then we do the opposite you know what i'm saying so we need to learn how to wait in the process and continue to trust in god because he knows the way that um that we are to go he's the way maker he's the one that opens doors 
that will be a hindrance to us. And he opens doors, those doors that will be a blessing to us. I remember one time that, um, I was, um, I had applied for a job with a specific airline and, um, I, uh, I applied for it and I waited and I think it was a week later I heard something you know from them and then they set up an interview and I went to the interview and there was a lot of people you know there was a lot of people being interviewed at the same time and they had like tables and stations set up and so the night before the interview I never forget this the night before the interview I had a dream and in the dream, um, it was slow motion and the whole room was white and I was walking towards these, uh, re- not revolving doors, but swinging doors. But right before I got to enter, enter through the swinging doors, I see this woman with red hair, red lipstick and a red dress walking out of the swinging doors and she's walking towards me in slow motion and I could hear the tapping of her heel as she would step and then and then we we kind of like met halfway and she looks at me with her hands on her waist and she goes to me we're not gonna be needing you and she turned around and walked through the swinging doors and I didn't see her again and I was like so I got the impression that this was a no to the job that I was going to go to the interview the following day. So, like I said, I went to the interview and they called me and I sat down. First of all, the person that interviewed me was really rude. He was not paying attention to anything that I was saying. He was not asking me questions. You know, he just introduced himself and said, you know, tell me something about yourself. So I was telling my something about myself. As I am talking to this dude, he is yawning and falling asleep, like straight up yawning and falling asleep. I was so upset that this person was sitting in front of me and he was supposed to be a manager for this company. And he was just sitting there yawning and falling asleep. And I thought that that was so rude. I don't think he heard anything that I said to be honest with you and then he said well thank you for coming you know um uh we'll get in contact with you I was like okay but then I noticed that a lot of people were coming out of their interview tables and they were going up to the back and you know the people were taking their IDs and they were making photocopies and sending them to get fingerprinted and that didn't happen to me so I went up to a girl in the back. I said, listen, this guy said they, they would just, you know, you guys would get in contact with me. She's like, well, if that's what he said, then that's what the, it's going to happen. And I was like, I could not believe it. Okay. So long story short, I did not get chosen for the position. And I felt that the person that did not in that the person that interviewed me did not do a good job at interviewing me. He did not listen to anything I had to say, but I believe that it was God did not that did not allow me to work for this company for whatever reason. You know, and I took it as that. It wasn't for me. And I just continued to look for something else. And um, later on, I did get hired by the company that I wanted to get hired. And um, so it was a better it was it was a better choice for me not to be um, hired by this company. So you know, trust the process because when we least expect it, things will come our way. God will turn things around and his favor will be upon us. Doors will open for us. You know, he will remove 
and it, it's kind of like a jigsaw puzzle when we're trying to do a jigsaw puzzle we try to place parts together and sometimes the shapes of the puzzles look like they go together but when you're about to place it in that spot it does not go and that's pretty much how it is god is positioning us like like a jigsaw puzzle he's he's placing the right shapes you know things in our life and he's removing the things that are not not that are not correctly shaped in our lives in other words he's removing the obstacles he's removing the problems and we are so entertained and so enamored by the 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 noise that is going on that we're not even paying attention that little by little things are falling into place and all of a sudden you're like Oh my God, you know, uh, I've been waiting for, for, for this to happen for such a long time. Hello. The reason why it's happening is because God made it happen. Because you were so busy, um, you know, being distracted over here to your left that all along God has been to the right, you know, making things happen. And because of the distractions, you were not able to see it. There's a, there's a verse in Isaiah 60, 22 that says, When the time is right, I, the Lord, will make it happen. Now, let me say that again. Isaiah 60, 22. When the time is right, I, the Lord, will make it happen. Who will make it happen? The Lord will make it happen. Not your mother, not your father, your sister, or your brother. Not the manager from your job. No. Because God is the way maker. He is the one that does things. Okay? So we cannot lose hope or faith as we are waiting in the process. There's a, another verse in 1 Samuel 12, 16 that says, Now then, stand still. Now let me say that again. Now then. Stand still and see this great thing the Lord is about to do before your eyes. Bam! 1 Samuel 12, 16. Now then stand still and see this great thing the Lord is about to do before your eyes. Who's about to do it? The Lord. Hallelujah. He's about to do it. My God. Oh, glory to God. I felt God's presence in that verse. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus. Another uh, another verse, Isaiah 66, 9. I will not cause pain without allowing something new to be born, says the Lord. I will not cause pain without allowing, allowing something new to be born, says the Lord, Isaiah 66, 9. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy, my God. Jesus. Proverbs 19, 21. You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. There you go. You can make plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. Thank you, Jesus. And the Hebrews 6.15 says, And so it was that she, having uh, uh, waited long and endured patiently, realized and obtained what God has promised. So if you are waiting on a promise, again, you are praying and believing God, 
for a promise. You know, don't lose hope. Don't lose faith. In Isaiah 41.10 says, Don't panic. I am with you. There's no need to fear for I am your God. I'll give you strength. I'll help you. I'll hold you steady. Keep a firm grip on and keep a firm grip, grip on you. So God has a strong grip on you. He will not let you go during this process and situation that you are waiting and trusting God for it. Okay? In Jesus' mighty name, my God. And for those that are feeling weak, 2 Timothy 4.17 says, But the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength. The Lord is by your side and he's giving you strength while you are going through this process. John 13.7, I mean, I'm giving you golden nuggets here. John 13.7 says, Jesus replied, You don't understand what I am doing, but someday you will. Okay? Thank you, Lord. My God. Thank you, Lord. 1 Thessalonians 1, 4 through 5. God not only loves you very much, but he has put his hand on you for something special. My God. He has put his hand on you for something special. Oh, thank you, Lord. And uh, Luke 14, 5 says, Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. And if you're a man, you could put in him, in the word him, in that portion. Thank you. Hallelujah. We all know that God um, is it, it, made strong in our weaknesses. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And then, of course, you know, we have to keep knocking and asking and seeking, right? Because we cannot give up while we are waiting in the process. While we are waiting in the process. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You are holy. You are worthy. You are magnificent and precious and glorious wonderful hallelujah in isaiah 43 1 to verse 3 says do not be afraid for i have ransomed you i have called you by name you are mine when you go through the deep waters i will be with you when you go through rivers of difficulty you will not drown when you walk through the fire of oppression. You will not be burnt, burned up. The flames will not consume you for I am the Lord your God. Isaiah 43 verses 1 through 3. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. 
Isaiah 40:31 says, Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Let's not become weary when we are waiting in the process. Don't take the easy way out. I'm telling you, I've been in your shoes. I've been wanting to take the easy way out because sometimes I get tired of waiting in the process. But it's better to wait on the Lord and to wait on Him to open that door, to bring restoration, to bring healing, to bring salvation, whatever it is. Wait on Him to do it. And don't, excuse me, don't lose hope and don't lose your peace. God will give you peace in the midst of the storm. God will give you hope in the midst of you losing it. But you have to continue to seek Him continuing, continuously by praying reading the word if you need to fast you fast um for that situation that is in your life and don't give up and this morning or this afternoon i'm going to leave you with psalms 91 whoever dwells in the shelter of the most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of the night nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that fall that destroys at midday a thousand may fall at your side ten thousand at your right hand but it will not come near you you would only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked if you the lord if you say the lord is my refuge hallelujah thank you jesus hallelujah and you make the most high your dwelling no harm will overtake you no disaster will come near your tent for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone you will tread on the lion and the cobra you will trample the great lion and the serpent because he loves me says the lord i will rescue him i will protect him for he acknowledges my name he will call on me and i will answer him I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for your word that is true and absolute. It is yes and amen. It does not return to you void, but it will accomplish that which it sets out to do. I pray that this uh, message today has brought light to your situation. Um, healing, hope and faith. Continue. Do not give up on God. Stay in the process. You know, I, I heard somebody say, and this is true because I experienced it. When something go, gets at its worst, it's because it's about to get better. And I don't, I know that does not make sense right now. But believe me, you, it will make sense at the end of the process. When things are at their worst is because God is getting ready to do something. He's getting ready to move on your behalf and things are about, are about to get better. 
So stay in the process, wait on God, and don't lose hope. God bless you, and until next time. Bye-bye.